Welcome, welcome, CRC Durban and Belito. It's such an honor to host you this morning. And I know God has got a word for you, that God has got great plans for your life. But we have to put our trust in Him. We have to put our hope in Him. So I want to welcome all of you out there that are on uh, watching on Facebook Live, watching on YouTube this morning, those on Zeno FM radio station, and all of those that are watching via Faith TV. God bless you. I know God is going to move. I have an expectation in my heart. We're going to build back better, and we're going to see God's divine restoration and recovery in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. No, don't be seated for a second, even there in front of your television screens. Because before we get into the Word this morning, I want to take a minute to honor. The Bible says honor, give honor to whom honor is due. And we don't worship men, but we honor men that God uses. We know what has transpired in Durban and other parts of the country in the last two weeks. And we've seen the power of the local church in action. Oh, there are many great organizations that have been doing things, but we saw CRC arise as a move of God. And so this morning, I want to honor my pastor, Pastor At. I want to thank God for him in my life, the vision God gave to him 35 years ago, what we would see in South Africa. And I want to thank him for the way he has been rallying the cause of the local church fighting for the reopening of churches safely and responsibly in this pandemic. But also, Pastor Art activated the church, CRC, to get behind a relief program, C Operation CRC Cares, and to mobilize every CRC member, literally thousands of volunteers, many who gave. And we saw a relief program second to none that it had a phase one, and a phase two, we received the, the packages of five interlinked trucks on Friday. And already 95% of the stuff has been handed out to people desperately in need. And so, uh, Pastor Art, we want to salute you. We want to honor you today. We want to thank God for you. And those who didn't believe in the church are now seeing the power of the church in action. And I want to categorically say, hashtag proudly CRC. Come on, let's just thank God for this vessel, this ark called CRC, this move of God called CRC. Thank you to the visionary pastor, the pastor. We love you. We honor you. And I want to read one testimony. You may be seated as I read one testimony quickly. Yesterday, HOC in partnership with CRC under the leadership of pastors at Nationally and Pastor Glenn Schroeder in Durban started distributing 200 food parcels to the Edenvale, Edendale Mall workers who suddenly found themselves unemployed because of the past two weeks' events, whose employers wouldn't help them or assist them. We appreciate CRC for their generous contribution towards the initiative. May God bless every one of them. The church is the light of the world. The church is the hope of the world. I've received numerous messages, inboxes from people who were desperate. And because of the church, we were able to distribute food packages, hampers, boxes, whatever you want to call them, to strategic areas all across Durban. 
from the northern borders to the southern borders. In the city center, in Nandit, Tazuma, Kumashu, Isipingo, I can just keep naming and naming and naming places. Members of our church have lost jobs. Over 200 members in our church have lost jobs in this last few weeks. I'll say it again. Those who don't believe in the church will now see the impact and the power of the church of Jesus Christ. What I want to share with you today is a simple message. But it's time we live with resilient faith. Maybe I should term the word so we can relate to it, but stubborn faith. Not just, I've got faith in God, but a resilient faith in God, a resilient trust in God, a stubbornness that says, I don't care what is happening around me, I'm going to trust God, I'm going to believe God, I'm going to stand on God's word. I'm not talking about smiley, smiley Christianity, I'm talking about digging deep and holding on to the promise and the word of God. We are all in the same storm. Every one of us has taken some or other form of loss during this crazy season. But we all find ourselves in different boats, different circumstances, different situations. And the good news is we all have the same anchor, and His name is Jesus Christ. James 1 verse 2, the Bible says, My brethren, and for the sake of the ladies, my sisterin, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy in honoring the move of God called CRC. I also want to say thank you and honor the members of CRC Durban because we ourselves have gone through a trial. Maybe you're an armchair critic this morning. You're saying, oh, your camera work is not too great or your sound isn't so good. How can, listen, our building was ransacked and we lost everything. What they didn't steal, they broke. And we are now building back. I'm excited because we can count it all joy. They didn't burn down the building. They didn't kill any people. We can count it all joy because God is still in control. And what the enemy intended for our harm, I'm telling you right now, God is going to turn it around for our good, for His glory, to save many people alive, which is the purpose of God. That's why we exist. We can count it all joy when we fall into various trials. Because we know that the testing of our faith produces patience, and that patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I want to go on a little bit and say to you that nothing we experience can stop what God has ordained for our lives. No demon, no devil in hell can stop what God ordained for your life. Nothing we experience in this life can stop what God has ordained. Isaiah 14, 27, the Bible says, all the forces of darkness can't stop what He's ordained. Matthew 16, verse 18, it says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We're going to see the power of the church in this urgent hour. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 9, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Verse 13, watch, watch, stand fast, have resilient faith, have a stubborn faith in God. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. I mean, Paul is writing about with every opportunity there's adversary. And for every adversary, one has, there is opportunity. But you've got to watch. 
You've got to stand fast in the faith, resilient faith. Be brave, be strong, and do everything in love. So the key scripture I want to give you this morning, just laying the foundation. I'm excited. I really am. I could preach for hours today. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 1, Paul writes the following and says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God. Notice he's talking to the church, which is at Corinth. And with all the saints who are in all Acacia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Watch this. Who comforts us in all our tribulation, in all our trials. We serve a God that even in the midst of confusion, even in the midst of this pandemic, even in the midst of the violence we've experienced over the last two weeks, He can bring us comfort in our tribulation. But watch, it's not just that He brings us comfort. He goes on to say that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. With the comfort which we, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Proverbs 11.25, New Living Translation says, When you refresh others, God refreshes you. He comforts us so we can comfort others. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer, or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation, and our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that you, as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also will you be the partakers of the consolation. Verse 8, for we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened, don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but you were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. People are carrying burdens that they feel they can't carry on beyond measure. People are carrying burdens this morning that is above their natural strength. Maybe you find yourself in a place where you are even fearful that you might die because of the circumstances you're going through. Paul continues and says, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. Now watch this. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, who raises the dead. Come on, family, this is not a time to roll over. This is not a time to give up. This is not a time to quit. I don't care what you are facing. I mean, I care and I emphasize with, uh, empathize with you what you're going through. But it's not a time to quit. It's not a time to roll over. It's not a time to give up. It's time to put your trust. It's time to put your hope. It's time to put your faith in a living God who raises the dead. He's in the business of raising something that has already died. When people speak about our nation negatively, no, no, our nation has a future. Before every revival came a difficult time, before every 
testimony came a test. This is going to be the greatest testimony of the goodness of God, of the greatness of God, of the power of God. We're not going to trust in man. We're not going to trust in our own strength. We're going to put our trust in God. Then he goes on. Who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us? And in whom we trust, He will still deliver us. He has. He is. He will. You also helping together in prayer for us, but that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. I mean, the great apostle Paul, we read his writings. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, faced many battles, many struggles, many difficulties, maybe in some cases worse than what we've gone through. But yet at the same time, it might feel like it's bad for us or worse for us because we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats and enduring different battles. But we all have the same anchor. And the first thing he says to us today, and I want to get this through to you, is let there be a shift of focus and begin to trust God again. Begin to put your trust in God again. It's amazing when you hear of the stories that happened in Durban and around KZN the last two weeks, people believe the words of people as if it is the gospel, and they don't believe the gospel as if it is God. Let that sink in. Somebody tells us a story that causes fear, and we believe it immediately, but when we hear the word of God, we doubt the word of God. He says we're to use the storms of life, not to trust in ourselves, in our own abilities, our own talents and strengths, but in God who raises the dead. I don't know who this is for, but there is no circumstance. There is no situation. There is no battle that you are facing that is bigger than the God that we serve. There is no battle or giant that you are facing that God cannot turn around. The Bible says with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. But it starts when you put our trust in Him. It starts when we put our hope in Him. In Romans 4, 17, the Bible says, As it is written, I have made you, speaking of Abraham, a father of many nations. In the presence of Him, God, whom He believed, Abram believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. I want to tell you, you can get a job again. I want to tell you, you can rebuild that business again. I want to tell you, you can see God's divine restoration in your marriage with your children. Whatever the circumstance, we can see it in our nation. We can see God turn things around. But for God to turn these things around, we're going to have to put our trust in Him. In Proverbs 3 verse 5, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. One of the first scriptures you, you learn as a young Christian, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Why is it that we always want to understand and work it out and we're not willing just to trust God? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge Him in every area and He shall direct your paths. It says do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. It'll be healthy, your flesh, and strength, your bones. And goes on and on. Our nature is to want to know all the answers. Our nature is to want to understand all the questions. Our nature is to have all the explanations explained to us. But Proverbs says, trust in the Lord. 
mean so much and life doesn't make sense. But when you trust in the Lord, He'll direct your steps. That's why you've got to sometimes move away from reason and intellect and say, God, I'm going to trust you. Jeremiah 17 verse 7, the Bible says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He's your good shepherd. He'll lead you, guide you. He'll work with you. He'll protect you. He'll provide. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. But you have to start by trusting Him. The second thing I want to say to you, as God rebuilds, as God takes us forward, is we have to remind ourselves, He has delivered you before. Paul says, listen, we've been through so much. We've put our trust in Him because He has delivered us. He has delivered us. There's not a person that is listening today that can't look back on their life, lives and see how God has somehow protected them, how God has somehow saved them from a circumstance, how God has somehow got them through a difficult season. And we have to remind ourselves what God has done in the past. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 10, He has delivered you. And I was thinking about this yesterday. After all the violence and the crime and the devastation of the last 14 days, they say in excess of 125,000 jobs have been lost in KZN. Over 45,000 businesses directly impacted through what took place. They're saying 16 plus billion rand damage to the economy. And let me ask you this question. Whose report are you going to believe? What are you going to be confessing? What are you going to be saying in the rebuilding phase? Are you going to remind yourself that God has done it before and God can do it again? Are you going to remind yourself that God is still on the throne? Are you going to put your trust in God? I mean, I thought about 1976, the riots we faced. I thought about 1989 to 1994 as we came into transition from apartheid into a government of national unity of how Christians prayed and how God moved and how South Africa was delivered from civil war, how God confused the enemy like God is busy doing right now. He has delivered us. He has delivered us. We have to remind ourselves every day, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Oh, come on, somebody. He's going to renew your eager, your youth like the eagle. It's time to remind ourselves that He has he has done it before, and He can do it again. He has caused violence to cease, and He can do it again. He has brought revival before, and there can be revival again in Jesus' name. Focus on His goodness. Focus on what He has delivered you from, what He has done for you. Weeping may endure for a night, Psalm 30 verse 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but the promise is joy cometh in the morning. There's a joyous season coming. The greatest revival is coming. I just can't see an end. I'm telling you right now that God is going to deliver us. He's done it before. He's going to do it again. He's done it for somebody else. It means He can do it for you. Yeah, yeah, we've heard this all before. No, you're not going to see it if that's your attitude. What you don't embrace, you can't have. You can't walk around declaring all negativity and expecting God to work in your life. Now, I've got no future. You're right. 
I'll never find a woman to marry. You're 100% right. I agree with you. But if you walk around saying, South Africa's got a great future. My children's children's children have a great future in this nation. We're going to see healing in our nation. We're going to see God's deliverance in our nation. We're going to see God's favor in our nation. We might be going through a season of weeping, but God has given us a promise that joy is coming in the morning, and we're going to hold on till morning. We're going to push through till morning. We're not going to quit in the winter season. We're going to see that spring season come. We're going to see that summer come. We're going to see that joy come in the name of Jesus. We agree, and we confess it, and we believe it. Because he's done it before, he can do it again. The second thing I want to say, third thing, he is busy. He is busy delivering us. 2 Corinthians 1, 10, he delivered us from so great a death. He has delivered us and does deliver. And does deliver. And does deliver. He has. He is. Just because you can't see him working doesn't mean he isn't. Just because you're hearing rumors of, of the enemy plotting schemes, it doesn't mean that the one who is greater than the enemy isn't busy confusing the enemy. It might look like you are surrounded. But you are surrounded by him. The Bible says his favor surrounds you like a shield. You might not be able to see how God is working, but when you trust Him and you build your faith by reminding yourself of what God has done before, He begins to work on your behalf. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8, Paul writes again, says, We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down but not destroyed. And since we have the same spirit of faith, verse 13, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. That's why we need resilient faith in this season. I'm not saying that you... Never going to have the enemy knock at your door and tell you that you can't make it. I'm not saying that for a second. Because I too am human. I too have my moments where I wrestle with God. I too have these times that I, I'm fighting with God. I'm saying, God, where are you? I know you've done it before, but God, I'm not seeing or I'm not hearing the progress that I think I should be seeing and hearing of. And that's when you have to dig deep. That's when you have to have resilient faith. That's when you've got to choose to praise Him. That's when you've got to choose to pray to Him. That's when you've got to choose to declare the Word of God over what you're facing. Lord, the enemy intended it for my harm. Genesis 50 verse 20. But you intended for my good. You're going to turn it around for my good to save many people alive. Oh God, you're going to take my experience in the pit. You're going to take my experience in Potiphar's house. You're going to take my experience in the prison. And you are going to turn it all around for my good to save many people alive. Like a Joseph, you're going to turn it around Oh God, I'm going to declare that you are for me and not against me. I'm going to declare that the greater one resides on the inside of me. I'm going to declare that if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm going to say I will be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I'm going to overcome every battle. I can do all things.
strengthens through Christ who strengthens me in Jesus' name. I'm not rolling over because you are busy delivering me. In verse 16 it says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Then Paul calls it a light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, we do not look at the things which are seen, we do not focus on the things which are seen. When our building was ransacked, I chose not to show the visuals of all the bad things they did to our building. Why? Because I don't want to install fear. They tried to burn down our building four times. They didn't exceed. They tried to ransack our building four times. It was only on the fourth occasion that they made a little bit of progress. A little bit. But we choose not to focus on the negative. We choose not to get caught up in all the world's negativity. We choose to focus on the promise which is eternal. What we see is temporary. It's subject to change. But the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. God's promises, they're going to come to pass. Let's shift our focus. Let's get our focus right. Let's get God's perspective on the situation. He is busy delivering you. Circumstances don't change who God is. And circumstances don't change what God does. And circumstances don't change what God has promised. Let's shift our focus. And finally this morning, He still will deliver you. Who delivered us, 2 Corinthians 1.10, from so great a death. He does deliver us. He has busy. He has, He is, in whom we trust, again the trust word comes in, that He will still deliver us. He has, He is, He will. He has, maybe you'll catch this, He is, He will. If we put our trust in Him and not in our flesh, we can remind ourselves He has, He is, and no matter what we face in our future, He will. He has, He is, He will. I want to keep saying it. He has, He is, He will. I want to say something to you today because I want you to get it. But South Africa, and I hope I'm holding the flag up correctly, South Africa has got a future. Your children have a future. God has delivered us before and God is currently delivering us now. And I know no matter what hurdles we face in our future, God will still deliver us. You, you might ask me, what is this behind me, next to me? As I said to you today, when they ransacked our building, what they didn't steal, they destroyed but one of the things they didn't destroy is a mirror that is engraved with words that my pastor spoke over our lives when he dedicated this facility when we opened it. And I believe the reason 
It wasn't destroyed because the words he spoke over us and the words that he prayed over us contain scripture. I mean, if I tell you how they destroyed my office and the offices upstairs, how they would just take one couch and throw it through a window, how they would take things and just break them, they never touched this. Without being over spiritual. But there were words written here about purpose. There were words written there about, yes, we will go through some trials, but God is, will never leave us nor forsake us. How that God will use us as a church to bring revival to KZN. Because God watches over His Word. God doesn't watch over our feelings. God doesn't watch over our circumstances. I'm going to say it again. You have a future in South Africa. If you're not dead, God's not done. And we have to trust Him because of what He has done in our past. We've been through many challenges since we started the church in Durban. But listen, I want to tell you again today, God has delivered us. We've been through many challenges. We've been through many challenges as a country. As people, we've been through many challenges. Jesus even said it in John 16, In this world you will face tribulation, trial, challenge, setback. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So we have to trust Him because of what He has done in our past. And we need to trust Him because of what He is doing in our present. And we have to trust Him because of what He's going to do in our future. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16, again, the Bible says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Listen, we are not a people without hope. We are a people full of hope. We are a people full of heart. We are people with resilient faith. South Africans are people with resilience and strength. Good stubbornness. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, in the easy translation, it says, I want to do many good things for you. That's God speaking. I want to do many good things for you. The Lord says, I want you to become rich and strong. I do not want to hurt you. I want you to believe that you will have a good future life. That's not a cereal. Okay, that's a bit weak. But He wants you to have a good future. He wants you to have a good life. He wants you to be the head, not the tail. He wants you to be above only and not beneath. He wants you blessed coming in and blessed going out. He wants you to be the lender, not the borrower. God has only got good plans for your life so that He can use you to fulfill His purpose through you. But we have to trust Him. The Bible says in Daniel eleven thirty two 32, but the people who know their God, not know about Him, who know their God, shall be strong. You are a strong people. CRC Durban and Belita, you are a strong people. We've come back from worse. We've come back from other difficult challenges. We will overcome in Jesus' name. Jeremiah 1 verse 17 to 19 in the easy translation, it says you must get ready. Stand up. That's part of the scripture, but stand up. Off your couch, stand up. You must get ready. If you're ready, stand up. Come on, we're going to get ready. We're going to stand up. You must get ready. Stand up. 
and say whatever I tell you. You must get ready and stand up. Stand up off that sofa. Stand up off that couch. Stand up off that bed and just stand up and say, I'm going to stand up in the name of Jesus because I'm ready. I'm not going to moan. I'm not going to whine. I'm not going to get to a place of paralysis. I'm not going to get a place where I'm controlled by fear or the negative reports of the enemy. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up in the name of Jesus. I'm going to be strong in the Lord. Let the weak say, I am strong. Come on, let me finish the scripture. You must get ready, so keep standing. Stand up and say whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of them. If you are afraid of them, I will make you afraid in front of them. Today, I have made you as strong as a city with great walls. You'll be like a tree that someone has made from iron. You'll be like a metal wall to stand against the whole nation. You will stand against the kings of Judah and their officers. You will stand against the priests and the people of the country. Now watch this. They will fight against you. But they will not win. They will fight against you, but they will not win. Come on, we have the unfair advantage because the Bible says, because I am with you. They will fight against you, but they will not win because I am with you. We have a future because He's with us. He goes on to say, I will save you says the Lord. They will fight against you, but they will not win because I am with you. I will save you, says the Lord. We are living for a cause bigger than ourselves. We exist to love Him and to build His kingdom for generations to come. And I want to say this, that in all this craziness, in all this confusion, in all this distraction, we must never forget our purpose. Somebody came and sent me a message and recently said to me, when CRC, Operation CRC Cares begins, we must make sure that we don't give food to those who looted and destroyed our church. My response, you overcome evil with good. Because we have a purpose that is bigger than our flesh. Our purpose is to save souls. That's why churches need to be open. Luke 19.10 in the easy translation, I the Son of Man came to look for people who are far away from God. They are in danger and I have come to save them. Romans 8.28 in the Passion Translation. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His design purpose. Without the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is no future and hope. We are the carriers of that gospel. Without the gospel, we don't have a future, but we have the gospel. And we have a future. And we have a hope. Somebody 
found people that were walking in the street with some of the speakers from our church. And they asked them the question, where did you get those speakers from? And the, per- the young people said, from CRC, that building CRC. And the person responded and said, those, that church is the church that is feeding you. Why did you steal from them? Answer. Because everybody else is doing it. It's now time for Christians to stand up. It's now time for us to arise as one across our nation. It's now time for us to join hands in unity. And we might not agree upon every doctrinal difference. But like Jeremiah said, we must get ready. We must stand up. That they will fight against us, but they will not win because He's with us. That He will save us, says the Lord. We need to stand up together and we need to preach the gospel like we've never preached the gospel before. We've got to let mercy triumph over judgment. We've got to allow good to prevail over evil. Because with the gospel, we have a future and a hope. And while you're still standing, I want to say to you, Not only is God going to restore our country, but He's going to restore our personal lives as well. Because He cares about your personal battles. Your life matters to God. And fear not, trust Him, for He's with you. But we have to stand to be a voice to the voiceless. A voice of hope and a voice of peace. And like Pastor said recently, when the church is muzzled, society will decay. So we need to preach the gospel like never before because it's the gospel of Jesus Christ which is the power of God to save people. Let's continue to represent Jesus well during this season. Let's get involved in our world, our world. For God so loved the world but He also didn't just love your world, the world outside of ours. Let's get involved and make a difference in our world and the world around us. I want every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around in this building there in your homes. You're with us today, and you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus Christ. The Bible says He knocks on the door of your heart. And He says, if you'll open up your heart to Him, He'll come and sup with you. While every head is bowed, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, God loves you. He sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you. That if you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart upon the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. So you've never given your heart to Jesus, and there's an emptiness on the inside of you. Pray this prayer with me in a moment. Or maybe you're with us today, and you have given your heart to Jesus, but in the season, you've disconnected from God. You've wandered from Him. You have one foot in the church and one foot in the world, and you vacillate between the two. Come on, come back to Him. Maybe you find yourself in a place where you've If you were to die right now, you don't have that assurance of salvation. You don't know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I want to include you also in this prayer. So simply just put your hand upon your heart and pray this prayer with me today. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins, that you rose from the grave to give me life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Today I receive your forgiveness, your love, your promise of new life. Guide me, guard me, keep me, 
and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say if you prayed that prayer, please write to us. The details are on the screen that we can contact you, that we can send you a booklet to help you in your walk with God, that we can help you become strong and be the man, the woman that God has ordained you to be. Listen, our future is bright. The Bible says in Philippians 1 verse 6 that God will complete what He has started. The only reason many people miss out is because they give up along the journey. Don't quit on the promises of God. Don't quit on the process that you have to go through. Like a Joseph, show resilient faith. Be a person that's never a quitter. You might go through some trials. That's fine. That's part of life. We all go through them. But never quit on the promise of Jesus Christ. He has delivered you. He is busy delivering you. And he, we know that He will continue to deliver us in Jesus' name. Come on, if you love Him, give Him one more big praise. Clap and a shout there in your homes, here in the building, wherever you are. Oh, come on. Let's just praise Him from the depth of our hearts this morning because He is good. He loves you. He's got a great plan for you. And then I want to say, don't forget our family meeting on Tuesday evening as a church. We're going to discuss how we're going to build back better. Seven o'clock on our private Facebook page, on Zoom and on YouTube. Seven o'clock Tuesday evening. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget tonight with Pastor Art live all over the country, 6, 6 p.m. Have a great Sunday and keep witnessing to your world in Jesus' name. Amen.